Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 11 of my podcast, But First Pivot. In today's Ask the Dietitian episode, I'm going to be answering some nutrition questions that were submitted by local high school students. So without further ado, let's do this. Question number one, why did you become a dietitian? So I actually didn't decide that I wanted to be a registered dietitian until after my freshman year of college. I went to the University of Vermont. I was recruited there to play ice hockey. And when I started off, I was a bio major, biology. And my goal was to go pre-med and to become a pediatrician. And then after my freshman year, I decided that I needed to do something in order to be a better hockey player, basically. I wanted to have more ice time, and I asked myself, well, what can I do? What can I do to be better? And I was already training. I had a personal trainer, but the one thing that made a huge difference for me was nutrition. I started eating like an athlete, and that made a huge difference with my performance. I was stronger. I was faster, and when I came back sophomore year, I was just better overall, And so I decided that I wanted to help athletes fuel their bodies so that they could have more energy, perform better, be stronger, be faster, because it was such a it was such an eye opening experience for me after just three and a half months of nourishing my body and really eating like an athlete. And so when I came back to school sophomore year, I met with a guidance counselor and I was like, I think I want to become a sports dietitian. And that's when I switched my major from biology to nutrition. But I kept the I actually kept the pre-med tracked the entire way just in case I decided to pivot last minute. But I did follow through and ended up becoming a registered dietitian. And I work with with athletes, with adults. Um, So that is why I became a dietitian. Question number two, and I had a lot of questions about breakfast. Probably four out of 30 questions were about breakfast. Don't worry, I'm not going to do 30 questions. We don't have enough time for that. But question number two, what should I eat for breakfast? So the simple answer for a general high school student, and most people too, is we want to create a balanced breakfast. So protein plus carb plus color. That's how we're going to keep it simple. We're going to divide this this plate or this meal into threes. So we want a protein source, we want a carbohydrate, and we want fruits and or veggies. For example, Greek yogurt, granola, and berries. So the protein here would be Greek yogurt, ideally a high-protein Greek yogurt. So when it comes to Greek yogurt, what I tell my clients is to look for a Greek yogurt where protein 
is double the sugar. So, for example, one of the yogurts that I have at my house, it's the Oikos Triple Zero. It's the black container. It's 15 grams of protein and it's six grams of sugar. So that meets that requirement. So Greek yogurt and then granola and berries. Granola is the carbohydrate. Granola also typically has some healthy fats like nuts and seeds. And then berries is going to be our color. Now, when it comes to granola, We want to look for a granola that's higher in fiber. So looking for one with at least three grams of fiber per serving. And then when it comes to color, fruits and veggies, knock yourself out. You can always have more. I don't really put a limit on fruits and veggies because most people are not eating enough anyway. So that would be one example of a very simple balanced breakfast. High protein Greek yogurt, granola and berries. Another example would be to make eggs, whole wheat toast, And then a fruit on the side. So we make some toast, we throw some eggs on top, and then we have maybe a banana on the side or an orange. Again, it's very, very, very simple. If we wanted to make it a little bit more complicated, we can add a food group, which would be fats. So protein, carb, color, fats. But the thing about fats is that they usually tend to find their way into a meal. For example, with the eggs, toast, and banana, eggs are a protein source and also a fat source if you're eating the yolks. So we don't really need to add a fat to that unless you're an avocado toast lover. Then you can do toast, mash some avocado, and throw the egg on top. Balance breakfast 101, protein, carb, color, or we can go protein, carb, color, fat. Both breakfast examples that I just gave, this is going to take you less than five minutes to make. And I know in the morning it can be a struggle to take the time to make breakfast. But again, these are very, very simple ideas. When I was talking to these high schoolers about breakfast, someone said, what about cereal? And this is one of my favorite things to talk about when it comes to breakfast, because not all cereal is created equal. When I talk about foods, I distinguish fun foods and fuel foods. And most cereal, I would say, is fun because it's very, very high in added sugar. But if someone's having cereal, I always recommend to add fruit to the cereal if we can. So can we slice up some bananas and throw it in? Or can we throw some blueberries into the cereal? And if not, let's have it on the side. We still don't really have a protein source. So let's also add a protein. Maybe we have Even a drinkable yogurt, like the Chobani Complete, 25 grams of protein, shake it up, drink it, boom, high schoolers can do this in the car as they're driving to school. So cereal, it's not all created equal. Ideally, we want uh, cereals that are lower in sugar. If your cereal changes the color of your milk, that's dessert, not breakfast. For example, Cocoa Puffs. Now, I know people are probably going to be sad because I said that. They're like, no, those are my favorite Cocoa Puffs, there's not a lot of nutrition there. And if that's your favorite, I'm not going to take it away. Maybe we don't do it every day. And if we are going to do it every day, let's at least add a fruit on the side and uh, some protein, maybe some eggs or a Greek yogurt. So that's a little bit on creating a balanced breakfast and most of the things we talked about. Again, less than five minutes. Number three, what should I eat to gain weight? Number one, eat early, eat often. This is kind of the key. Eat early, eat often. We don't want to start eating at lunch or 11 a.m. on a weekend. If your goal is to put on some weight, you need to get up early and you need to start eating. So eat early, eat often. 
And when I say eat often, every two to three hours after you have that first meal upon waking. So athletes or individuals seeking to gain weight, we want to have breakfast, a morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, and ideally a bedtime snack as well. And rule number one of weight gain is never skip breakfast. Never, ever skip breakfast. Even on the weekends, for those that are trying to put on weight, it can be very, very challenging. And I tell them, like, eating is now your part-time job. We need to wake up early, eat breakfast. If you want to take a nap after, you can go back to bed for two hours. But I need you to wake up because breakfast is an opportunity to get 500 to 1,000 calories. I had a, a young football player reach out to me about a month ago. He was 17, and he was struggling to put on weight. And I asked him, what do you eat for breakfast? And he said, a granola bar and a banana. Okay, well, that that's not enough. Right away, we're, we're not getting enough first thing in the morning. So that's where we would want to build a balanced breakfast. Like a banana and a granola bar, there's no protein, there's no fats. We're missing out on on balance and a lot of calories there. One of the things that I have my weight gain athletes do is make a daily gains smoothie that's gains with a z because it again it can very be very challenging for these young boys especially to put on weight because their metabolism is so high and they're so active some of them are you know they have a two-hour practice and a lift in the same day so we're expending a lot of calories and we also have a high metabolic rate. And so the gain smoothies are very helpful because that's over a thousand calories in one smoothie. So blending things like whole milk and oats and Greek yogurt and protein powder and fruit, all those things can add up pretty quickly. So daily gain smoothie is definitely something that I have my athletes do. And when it comes to weight gain, Work smarter, not harder. One, no low-fat stuff. This is not helpful. Like low-fat, zero-fat, sugar-free. Like we don't want any diet foods. We need calories. One example of work smarter, not harder is with snacks. So one cup of goldfish crackers is 260 calories, whereas one cup of trail mix is 700 calories. So working smarter, not harder, it's like, okay, Let's have trail mix instead of goldfish because now we're getting significantly more calories, but we're still eating one cup of food. Another example would be with a granola or a protein bar. So a kind bar typically has 170 to 200 calories, whereas a perfect bar has 350 calories. So again, two bars, but we're getting almost double the calories from the perfect bar. So work smarter, not harder is a simple way to get more food in but without feeling like we have to eat significantly more food. And when it comes to meals for weight gain athletes or just weight gain in general, include carbs and protein at each meal. So every meal and snack, carbs and protein are the first things that we want to put on the plate. When it comes to meals, at least 50% being uh, starchy carbs like rice, potatoes, pasta, 25 to 35% protein, like chicken, eggs, Greek yogurt, beef, beans, uh, and about 25% color. Fruits and vegetables don't have a lot of calories, but we still want nutrients. We still want to be healthy. We still want to prevent injury. We still don't want to get sick multiple times a year. So fruits and vegetables, yes, they're not going to provide a lot of calories for weight gain, but this is where we're going to get vitamins and minerals and antioxidants so that we can be healthy. And especially if we're athletes, we don't want to get sick often because then we can't play 
So that's a little on Weight Gain 101. Just remember, eat early, eat often, and never skip breakfast, and also work smarter, not harder. Question number four. What are foods that we should absolutely not eat? Well, foods that you're allergic to, foods that are moldy, foods that are really expired, because sometimes if food is expired, you can have it a few days after, like yogurt or milk, for example, or things that are shelf-stable, like almonds. Like if your almonds are like a month expired, that's okay. I probably wouldn't eat nuts and seeds that are over a year expired because fats can get rancid. And then foods that have been sitting out for a really long time. Like if it's summer and there's an outdoor barbecue and there's potato salad that's been sitting there for three hours in the sun, probably not a good idea. But that's it when it comes to what foods should we absolutely not eat. Those who know me know that I'm all about all foods fit. And that that really leads into the next question. Question number five, how often can we eat unhealthy foods, but still remain healthy. Again, all foods fit. So back to my fun foods and fuel foods, aiming to nourish your body with fuel foods at least 80% of the time. So what are these fuel foods? Fuel foods are any foods that provide nutritional value to the body. So that would be your fruits, your veggies, your lean proteins, your healthy fats like nuts and seeds. Those are fuel foods. These foods are providing nutrients. We're getting fiber, protein, healthy fats. And then there's fun foods. Fun foods are typically our favorite foods. They're foods that we really love, like donuts, pizza, ice cream, maybe pop or candy. But fun foods offer little to no nutritional value. That doesn't mean that we can't include them. We definitely, we don't need to, we definitely don't need to cut these out, but we do want to limit them if we want to feel our best, if we want to be healthy and for athletes, if we want to perform at our best. So back to the question, how often can we eat unhealthy foods, but still be healthy? I would say 20% of the time. And, you know, a good question that someone asked me once, they're like, okay, Danny, I get the whole 80-20 thing, like, okay, mostly healthy foods and a little bit of fun foods, but what does that look like in real life? Can you give me an example of a day? Okay, let's do that. I'll use an example of my day. For example, I wake up, I have oatmeal before I go work out, I work out, and then I have a post-workout protein shake, protein powder, almond milk, banana, and then I have a protein bar, and then I have a balanced lunch, which is like protein, carb, veggies, afternoon snack, maybe something like Greek yogurt and berries, dinner again, protein, carb, veggies, and then I'll have an ice cream bar after dinner for dessert. Love these Oreo bars. They're so good. So that's an example of 80-20, where there's mostly fuel foods throughout the day, and then there's a little treat at night. And again, you don't have to wait until the end of the day. If I wanted, I can have a Reese's cup or two with my lunch or maybe a little bag of Doritos. That's an example of 80-20. It's where most of the day you're nourishing your body and maybe you throw a little treat in there. And you don't have to do that every day. 80-20 can also be something that we look at as a week's worth. So where most of the week you're nourishing your body with fuel foods and maybe Friday night you eat pizza 
and ice cream with your friends or your family. And then Sunday you go out for brunch and you have a cinnamon bun and a bunch of bacon, right? That could be 80-20. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. But the point is, is that when you look at your day and when you look at your week, most of it is fuel. You're fueling your body most of the time. And we sprinkle in our favorite fun foods. And sometimes a year, there are more fun foods. For example, the holidays, there's definitely going to be more fun foods. But if someone has a healthy relationship with food, a good mindset, we're not going to overindulge. We can have one Christmas cookie and move on instead of having 10 and saying, oh, I failed. I'll start back over on Monday. No, you can have a Christmas cookie guilt-free. But that's a topic we'll save for another day. Let's move on to number six. What should I eat before my hockey game? Two to four hours before, that's when you want to have your pregame meal. And this can be challenging because if the game is on a school night, like a Thursday at 7 p.m., that means that we need to eat our pregame meal between 3 and 5 o'clock. And that can seem early to have dinner. But that's when we have to be practical. That's when we have to think about nutrient timing. So two to four hours before, that's when we're having our pregame meal Because this is a high-intensity activity, we want more carbohydrates. So 50% of this meal or half of this meal should be starchy carbohydrates like pasta, rice, bread, oatmeal, pancakes. Again, this could be a morning game. So breakfast foods are fair game too. So 50% is going to be starchy carbs. So if you picture a plate in front of you, half of it is going to be those carbohydrates. About 25% of that that meal or that plate is going to be lean protein. So this is not the time for like high fat, greasy proteins. This is time for things like chicken, turkey, eggs, low fat Greek yogurt. We want to save those fattier proteins for later. And then 25% colorful fruits or vegetables. For example, Maybe we're doing pasta with meatballs and steamed broccoli where at least 50% of that plate is pasta. Another example would be a turkey sandwich or a turkey sub with a fruit on the side. A third example would be a rice bowl, chicken and rice, maybe with some some veggies. We want to keep it low on the queso, on the cheese here if we're getting our burrito bowls, our rice bowls from Qdoba or Chipotle. Before the game, this is not the time for all the queso and all the guacamole, which we talked about in an episode. I think it was episode three or four. Now, let's say that you do eat four hours before your game. Like your game is at seven and you're eating at three. You might be hungry before, again, because it's been a few hours. So if you if you are eating four hours before, even three hours before, we might want to add a light and carby snack about 30 minutes before game time. So something like uh, a banana, applesauce, rice cakes, a honey stinger, oranges, or even four to eight ounces of fruit juice. When we're 30 minutes out from high intensity exercise, like a hockey game or a football game, we want to keep it light and keep it carby. So that's what should you eat before your hockey game. Again, these are just a few examples. Number seven, what foods are the healthiest? Well, my first thought is fruits and veggies, just as a general answer. Fruits and veggies are so underrated. I've said this before. I'm going to keep saying it because most people are not eating enough fruits and vegetables. If you're not already eating three cups of veggies and two cups or two pieces of fruit a day, let's start working on that because that is the foundation of health. 
So fruits and veggies. But if we're talking specific foods, because I know people like very, very specific examples, like Danny, what are the top three healthiest foods in the world? I don't know what those are, but I'm going to I'm going to guess. And if I were to guess what those are, I would say avocado. Avocado is a healthy fat. It's also high in fiber. And avocados have over 20 nutrients, like over 20 vitamins and minerals. So I would go avocado, which may or may not be why my business logo is part avocado. Blueberries. Blueberries have some fiber, very potent in antioxidants, other vitamins and minerals as well. And then salmon. Salmon is a great source of omega-3 fatty acids and also a very, very good source of protein. So if I would have to list top three healthiest foods, avocado, blueberries, and salmon. Question number eight, what should I eat after I lift? So after doing a strength workout, if you can eat a balanced meal within one hour, let's do that. So protein, carbs, veggies, and fluids. If we, if we can do that, if we can have a balanced meal within an hour, we don't need to have a post-workout shake or snack because that, that meal within an hour, that's going to serve its purpose. That's going to help you recover. You're going to get everything you need from that. Let's just make sure, again, that that meal has protein, carbs, veggies, and also fluids. Not in the meal, like fluids on the side, like drink some water. But if you cannot eat a balanced meal within one hour, maybe you're going somewhere after. Have a snack as soon as possible if you cannot have a balanced meal within an hour. So what we want to do in this situation is we want to do protein, carbs, and fluids as soon as possible so that we can start that recovery process, especially after a high-intensity or hard training session. So examples would be chocolate milk, if we want something that doesn't have to be refrigerated, something like a Cliff Bar, but also pairing that Cliff Bar with water. A lot of people go the protein powder route post-workout or after the gym. Add a carb. Most protein powders are very low in carbohydrates, very low in sugar. And after a hard training session, we also need carbohydrates. So don't just mix your protein powder with water. We need those carbs. Carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are going to help the recovery process. So let's add a carb somewhere, somehow, with this protein situation. So, for example, maybe you do mix your protein powder with water because it's convenient. You don't have to keep it refrigerated. But let's have a banana on the side. That's something super portable that you can throw in your gym bag or in your backpack to have with that protein source. So after workout, if we cannot have a balanced meal within one hour... Protein, carbs, fluids, ASAP. Question number nine. What's a popular food that is more unhealthy than people realize? I'm probably going to have to go with granola bars. I feel like the word granola, for some reason, people think it's like this super nutritious thing. But most granola bars are pretty high in added sugars There's very little protein and not enough fiber. So when it comes to a nutritious, balanced bar that's actually going to keep you satisfied, aim for at least three grams of fiber, 10 grams of protein. And if you can, try to keep added sugars to 10 grams or less. An example of a bar 
that I like would be an RX bar, for example, uh, a Lara bar. I love me some perfect bars. Yes, they're 340 calories, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. All foods fit and total daily intake matters most. So if there's something that you really love, but it's high in calories, it's okay. Find find a way to make it fit or maybe have half. I'm definitely going to have that whole perfect bar with my coffee at 10 a.m. basically every single day. That's one popular food that I really think is more unhealthy than people think. So again, look for that fiber and look for that protein when you're buying bars, unless you're having this bar before high intensity exercise. If you're 15 minutes out from a hard workout or even if you're about to compete in 15 minutes and you're feeling kind of low energy and hungry, this is the time for a low fiber, low protein, higher sugar bar. It really depends on the situation, but most of the time we want to look for higher fiber, higher protein bars. Question number 10. What is the healthiest way to lose weight? Now, remember, these questions were submitted by high school students, so I'm going to answer it as though I'm talking to high school students. So when it comes to younger individuals like high school students, the, the focus is healthy lifestyle habits, just lifestyle habits. And this is the same thing for adults, too. But I would never give a, a high school student a calorie goal. That, that's not necessary. So for, for high school students or, or someone who just is not going to count calories, which is totally okay, number one, move your body. Move more, sit less. Be active for at least 60 minutes per day. Walk, bike ride, play sports, go to the gym. Just move your body more. If you have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, try to get to 8,000 steps. Limit eating out, especially fast food. The average restaurant entree is 1,200 calories. Let's let that sink in for a minute. Even if you're ordering something healthy, that doesn't always mean low calorie. And again, we're not counting calories here, especially with high school students. But when we're eating out, this is typically higher in calories than eating at home. So if a high school student is trying to manage weight, eating at home is typically going to be a better option for for healthy, sustainable weight loss. Number three, get enough sleep. This is something that we don't really think about, but sleep plays a huge role when it comes to weight management. So getting enough sleep, high school students, at least eight hours, at least eight hours. They need more sleep. They are still growing. They're still developing. We need more sleep. You're going to feel better and perform better both in the classroom and in your sport. A fourth one, again, these are very simple things, but doing them consistently is key. Choosing water most of the time. So limiting pop, juice, energy drinks, fancy sugary coffee beverages. First of all, I don't know how these high school students have all the money to buy all the fancy coffee drinks all the time or the shakes and teas that are $12. I have no idea. But choose water most of the time. Again, these are simple things that can lead to healthy weight loss without counting calories or cutting carbs or doing crazy amounts of cardio. When it comes to nutrition, create balanced meals and snacks that focus on fruits and veggies. So make half your plate colorful fruits and veggies. 
make about 25 to 30 percent protein. And then the rest is going to be our starchy carbs. What does that look like? Well, for half the plate of fruits and veggies, make two fists about that amount of fruits and veggies. When it comes to protein, look at your palm. So P is for protein, P is for palm. So about the size of your palm, that's about one serving of protein. So one to two of those. And then for the starchy carbohydrates, make a fist. That would be your serving size on this plate. So double fist, fruits and veggies, palm size protein, and then I say pound it for carbs. So making a fist and that would be that serving size. We don't need to do anything crazy. We don't need to do anything drastic. We don't have to cut carbs. We don't have to intermittent fast. We want to nourish our bodies. And so balance meals and snacks throughout the day. But the the main focus is fruits and veggies, some lean protein, and then an appropriate serving of starchy carbohydrates. And when it comes to snacks, we talked about it last week. Snack like a pro. Protein plus produce. Keep it simple. I know that's not always fun. We can have some goldfish if we want. Let's pair those goldfish with a protein source and a fruit. It's all about balance. And last but not least, question number 11, which is definitely the most interesting one that I got. And it's more of a silly joke. I just threw it in for fun. Number 11 is putting a sauce. That one threw me off. Does it really matter is my question. Let me know if you know the answer. Message me on Instagram at DannyTheRD and let me know is putting a sauce. Very interesting question. And I hope that the person who submitted this is listening. So that's it for today, everybody. That's Ask the Dietitian. We had high school students send these questions in. I hope that these answers are helpful. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.